The Demon Lord himself is nearing defeat at the hands of a legendary hero during the apex of his conquest on Eta Isla. He retreats along with his second in command through a dimensional portal and comes through the other side as a normal human in modern day Japan. He'll have to adapt and survive in this world, whether that's the day to day by getting a job at the local fast food chain, or more life or death as the legendary hero followed him here and seems hell bent on finishing what she started. Is The Devil is a Part Timer the perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. There was actually like a four day period where I didn't work for McDonald's, but I worked for a company working for McDonald's. That, yeah. What? A company working for McDonald's. So yeah, I like basically sat in a McDonald's for 12 hours a day for a weekend uh, collecting like customer data, like just asking people if they were interested in doing like, like, you know, like especially essentially like a survey, like how far away did you drive from? Like, you know, all these questions so that they can like gauge information about their customer base. Yeah. That was the first time PG and I had ever been separated from each other for like a prolonged amount of time. And how was your... um? working next to slash inside a mcdonald's experience it was dangerous because they did give us free food oh and so like the first three days i like i went like not even that hard because it was only like three meals a day like they weren't like get whatever you want whenever sure but like i was like yeah i give you like big bad combo whatever you know like all the like big stuff but like by on the fourth day i got one salad and then drank water the entire rest of the day to flush out my system (laughs) Yeah, so I definitely was like, I can't, I can't do this I for much longer. I work here. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Some people do have to work at McDonald's or adjacently named restaurants. Speaking of, hello and welcome back to Kawhi Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ... And Skylar. Guide their non-weeb friend... Lauren. ...through a new anime every week to determine if it's a kawaii success or a kawaii disappointment. This week we are watching The Devil is a Part-Timer as we close out Isekai Month. Woohoo! I'm so excited. All right, Lauren, that name, The Devil is a Mm Part-Timer. I mean, it's, it's there's so many things it could mean. What do you think it does mean? Well, what I know it means... I don't know. But anyway. So confident. Um, I'm so (laughs) confident today. Who is she? So I immediately thought of the lyric, the the part-time lover, full-time friend from the song Anyone Else But You from Judo. Um, and so I immediately started thinking that the devil is gonna be the one who's isekai'd to our world and he ends up falling in love, very much like the play Death Takes a Holiday, which is what Meet Joe Black, the film with very young Brad Pitt, is adapted from. And so I think he is gonna get sent here and then he is gonna end up falling in love with his soulmate who's gonna be like a human and he'll end up staying. And where does like the part timeness of it come? I don't know. Like, is he still the devil while he's here? Oh, he like, still has like all of his powers and stuff. He is the devil, and you're probably gonna be having scenes of like his underlings coming and being like, "Sire, you need to make this decision." He's like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Um, this one, and then he'll go back to being his human self. Okay, I love. So this. he's a part time devil, full time lover. Oh wow, <laughs> I love that as a tagline. 
part-time <laughs> double, full-time lover. You heard it here first. I absolutely love it. Once you saw that poster, did your thoughts change? Uh, yeah, a little bit, because I guess he's a part-time employee with this, uh, what is it, Rick Donald's? Yeah. Or McDonald's. I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so he's in a like a full fast food uniform. So I was like, oh, he's a part time employee. Also, can we talk about how this poster's cropped? Super weird. Graphic design is my passion. <laughs> I can tell. It's like, like not the best poster. You're not like, wrong. Look, he's completely just. <laughs> You're like, who's on the main character here? With like half his fingers gone. This red-haired girl's legs and her left hand are just gone. <laughs> Someone was definitely in a rush when like doing oh God. This. It's it's so funny. But anyway, uh, I do think the devil is still going to be the one isekai I think devil is a part-timer means the devil is a part-time employee at McDonald's. And okay. so that's our devil is the dark haired man in the McDonald's uniform. And he's going to understand, he's going to kind of get the feel for like what humanity is. And I think he's going to st- start to manipulate reality to make it more, not evil necessarily, but kind of like go in his favor. Very good omens with Crowley where he developed the the highway, the M25, because it was in the, the sigil of the devil. <laughs> and so like, I think he's going to start to do those types of things, right? Like modern day annoyances, because he's the devil. He's not a good guy. And he's going to be like, not a great employee. And then I get into two different types of groups here that I think are on the poster. So I think you have normal humans that he's interacting with in his day to day life. And then you have a supernatural task force of beings who are trying to bring the devil back home because someone's got to do his job and no one is there to do his job. So like they're trying to get him to come back, but like they keep getting stopped by other supernatural elements or maybe the devil himself. So anyway, we're going to start with the humans that he's interacting with. So this red haired girl in the front with a very long Katniss braid is a human. I'm saying (laughs) she is one of his co-workers and it looks like she might be in management or something because she's dressed very professionally i was about so, to say she is a co-worker i would assume his manager yes so i think they both work in the mcdonald's together and i think she is the management and he is like the frontline person and i think that they're the love interests and so he they start in a very antagonistic relationship but eventually they end up falling in love with each other. The boy in the middle, the one that has like the glowing, I don't know, like a like a stone or something that they're holding and has or has like magic or something. I don't know. I said that they were a human. And I think that they're this weird, they're that typical weird like emo kid who has a job at the McDonald's because it's clearly just like a summer gig. Um, They're helping to show the devil the more, I guess, sad side of humanity and like what his actions actually do to people and like what evil things do. So I think he's a big nerd and I think that he thinks he's magical, but he's not. But the devil can make him do magical things and it's going to be like this really cute moment. But anyway, yeah, that sounded very skeptical. Uh Uh-oh, is he like... (laughs) See, this part does sound very devilish where he's making like devil's deals with people 
And so like the, needful things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, this is he's always wanted to be like some like superhero or have some sort of magic or power and the devil's like, "Yeah, sure. You can have that. Take my shift tomorrow." For your um, soul. Oh, I guess your shift <laughs> is better. Yeah, for no, soulless company. Take That would be a take funny my shift scene. Tomorrow. Where he's like, "Well, will it cost my soul." And he's like and it's like, "No, I just need you to take my shift on Saturday." He's like, "That's worse." <laughs> <laughs> Please just take my soul instead. <laughs> Um, honestly, though. Okay. Um, the last human I have on the poster is the girl in the, I guess, the big, like, tartan bow tie, kind of like a, almost a school uniform looking situation. She has the short hair and she looks like she's yelling. I'm saying that she is the customer who comes in every single day. She's the regular. She's very bright. She's very happy. She's an optimist. And the devil gets very frustrated working with her because he's trying to like make her do bad things or like make her do the things that he wants her to do. And she's just always so happy and upbeat about it. And he's like, no, you're supposed to be upset when I ask you to do these things. But anyway, so I think that they have a very not antagonistic relationship, but he gets frustrated by her. And uh, it's just going to be all all just fun. All just vibes. We love it. Yeah. All right. Now we're moving on to the supernatural task force. The other three characters on this poster who are trying to get the devil to go back to hell. The silver haired man with the cloak. Shout out to Stephen Strange for teaching me the difference between a cloak and a cape. So I'm saying that (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea until I watched Stephen Strange and then I found out. So anyway, the person in the green cloak is the devil's arch nemesis. The Superman to the devil's Lex Luthor, if you will. And they can't really do much while the devil's away because they have no one to vanquish. And so they're trying to bring him back so that they can continue with their really epic fight. When the devil's away, we cannot play. We can't play because what am I supposed <laughs> to do? I'm the hero of the story. What am I supposed to do with the, my nemesis gone? So that's that. The small winged man in the background is an angel from heaven and an emissary from the almighty slash big supernatural power who is making sure that the devil does return because there's really no good without evil. And so they really can't rule over the good if there's nothing to counterbalance it. You need that fear, right? You need the fear of something coming to get you in order to behave (laughs) and go to heaven. So since you need that that fear of being sent somewhere you don't want to be sent to, they want the devil to go back to his realm. And that's who that person is. Mm, okay. And then you have the lady with the long dark hair. That's the devil's right hand person, his like commander. And she wants him to come back because she isn't really having fun without him anymore. Like he was the idea guy, kind of like the, you guys haven't seen our flag means death, but the black beard and Izzy hands and Izzy's like, you used to be so cool. You used to like be Blackbeard and now you're like not anymore. And it's like really disappointing, man. And so that's what I think she's going to be doing. So there you go. There's your devil is a part timer character lineup. I love it. Thank you. Okay. I like, I like what we've got established here, right? It's, it, there's a lot of different moving pieces and I could see all of them fitting in. Mm-hmm. Mostly. <laughs> Excuse me? I might, I might have reservations. What? Uh, reservations no. at the McRonald's? I, res- I don't think Re- McRonald's takes reservations. But, know. you know, we could certainly try. Why don't we give them a quick call uh, so we can get <laughs> some food while we watch episodes one and two of The Devil is a Part-Timer. So we're going to do that and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of The Devil is a Part-Timer. Tell me, Lauren, what did you think? This was everything that I was hoping it was going to be, but so much better. <laughs> and I love the world. I love the lore. I love the characters. And I love how they're like conforming to... <laughs> To our society is so funny. Oh, God. Yeah, I love this show so much. It's um, so good. I fucking binged all of it. It's so good. Yeah, she I got further than me. <gasps> good for you, Skylar. No, PJ's mm. upset because he thought we were watching. I apparently agreed to watch it together, and I just, like, went Did into it. season two. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we could still watch it. And PJ's like, no, you ruined it. This is in the top 10 anime betrayals. Anyone who's ever been in a relationship knows that there's few betrayals more real than when your partner watches ahead of you on a show you were watching together. Mm -mm -mm. Betrayal, betrayal, betrayal. (laughs) Uh, Let's get through some housekeeping. So, uh, The Devil's Part-Timer is based on the light novel by Satoshi Wagahara that was released under the imprint Dengeki Bunko from February 2011 to August of 2020 for 27 volumes. The manga adaptation was also done by Satoshi Wagahara and ran in Dengeki Diao from February 2012 to present as it is still ongoing for a current total of 19 volumes. There are two spin-off manga, uh, The Devil is a Part-Timer High School, done by Satoshi <laughs> Wagahara, uh, that read in Dengeki Mao, that read from May 2012 to February of 2015 for five volumes, and Hataraku Mao-sama no Meshi, which translates to The Working Devil's Meals, uh, that was also done by Satoshi Wagahara in Comic Walker, and ran from August 2019 to present for a current total of three volumes. The first season of the anime was directed by Naoto Hosoda with Studio White Fox for Tokyo MX and ran from April to June of 2013 for 13 episodes. We had to wait quite a long time, us uh, Devil's Part Timers fan, because season two did not start until this year. It was directed by Daisuke Tsukushi with Studio 3 Hertz for Tokyo MX and ran from July 14th, 2022 to present technically, because by the time this releases, I think all episodes will have fully published. But at the time, I think there's still one or two more episodes left to go. So there will be 12 episodes in season two. How exciting. I love it. But yeah, so uh, obviously we had to wait quite a long time for for season two so people were very very excited when it got announced to release almost exactly nine years later <laughs> yikes it's a real attack on titan yeah well nope not not remotely what i thought there was like 10 years in between season one and season two no what? you're like that's kingdom hearts shut the fuck up <laughs> season two doesn't start until next year <laughs> <laughs> we're oh all living gosh. in the future well uh with that let's break down episodes one and two uh not that quickly in another dimension where magic exists the dark lord satan wages a campaign with his four generals adramelch lucifer alciel and malakoda to conquer the continent of Enta isla and annex the human population under his realm of darkness however a brave hero appears and leads the human armies against the dark forces pushing them back to their stronghold here satan faces off against the hero but with neither able to decisively defeat the other and his armies crumbling the dark lord retreats and along with alciel opens a dimensional portal and leaves their world vowing to return and conquer into isla one day the portal exists in modern day sasasuka japan and in addition to being shocked by their new human forms satan and alciel are taken to the nearest police station where satan learns a bit about this new world which lacks magic as events progress satan and alciel get new identities sadao mao and shiro ashia respectively secure a residence open a bank account and go job hunting in order to survive, while agreeing that Sadao would work while Shido takes care of their domestic needs. Sometime later, on his way to his part-time job at a, at a McRonald franchise, Sadao encounters a beautiful scarlet-haired girl at a crosswalk and offers her 
as Umbrella to shield her from the rain. While at McRonald's, Sadao not only experiences a seemingly random, mild earthquake, but faces a dilemma on whether to use his remaining magic to repair the broken fires, eventually not getting the chance to. Nonetheless, while impressing his fellow co-worker Chiha Sasaki with his people skills as well as the higher-ups to his dedication, Sadao is able to secure a permanent spot at the job. As he excitedly pedals his bicycle home to Telshido, he is once again confronted by the scarlet-haired girl who is revealed to be the hero from their dimension, Emilia Justine. In the wake of Satan and Asiel's departure from Enta Isla, Amelia and her comrades gave chase. Back in present-day Japan, Sadao tries to reason with Amelia, now under the identity Emiyusa, although she ignores him and tries to attack him. Afterwards, they are both arrested and brought to the police station for questioning, where the officer in charge mistakes them for having a couple's quarrel, much to Emmy's protest. On the way home, Emmy threatens Sadao, although he just shrugs. The following day, while feeling angry that she isn't living a better lifestyle than Sadao, Emmy pays him a visit. Shido, in shock, locks her up, but lets her in after Sadao casually explains her circumstances. After commenting on Sadao's lifestyle, she explains that she, along with Archbishop Obamea, were going to follow them through the portal before it disappeared, but she ended up being the only one transported. Over the next few days, Emmy begins stalking Sadao and Shido around town and learns that they are living good, humble lives. This prompts her to ask him after work if he had considered staying in the human world, to which he boldly states that he will return to conquer Anta Isla. Just then, they both come under a magical attack from a sniper and hurriedly escape. Sadao realizes they may have a common enemy and blames Emmy before leaving for the night. Emmy, however, shows up again at his apartment, much to his suspicion, and awkwardly asks if she could stay the night since she lives a distance away and lost her wallet while they were escaping. Sadao casually gives her sanctuary again to Shiro's shock while Emmy tearfully ponders to herself how she got herself into this situation. That night, Sadao receives a mysterious text from Chiho warning that more earthquakes are on the way while asking for advice. And that's episodes one and two of The Devil is a Part-Timer. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) No, no. The devil. It's not God. It's the devil. Oh, my devil. (laughs) There you go. The season two of Oh, My Goddess. Um, (laughs) This show is so fucking funny. Like, I already knew it was going to be like a silly, goofy time, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely didn't expect to be laughing as much as I was. Right. Yes, I love, especially when they first come and they're trying to figure out what the world is and how to navigate their way through it and just trying to do magic and just not being able to. Oh my God. Yeah, I just, the characters are so funny and I fucking, I love Chiho, how she's like, obviously fucking in love with so him. So in love with him. She got so upset when he's like my roommate. She was like, is it a boy or is it a girl? <laughs> which which roommate are we talking about? And he's like, just an old friend who's a boy. And she's like, okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and what she doesn't know is he's gay. Just kidding. He's not. Probably. We I, don't, don't, I, I don't know. I've only seen the first two episodes. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and then I love his... Uh, his like back and forth with Emmy. Like it's perfect. Obviously, Ugh. you know, like for good reasons, he's like killed and maimed a whole bunch of stuff in their old world. It is right. hard to kind of dissociate the fact that he is ultimately like evil. Like mecha like mega Hitler in their world, you know? Oh girl. Yes. Cause he's so just unassuming and he's just he's just trying to get to be a full time employee, guys. <laughs> he's just he wants to become full-time so bad. 
and yeah. he wants to sell the most black pepper fries. <laughs> He's a model employee. I will I would say. buy the black pepper fries. I would too. I would too. Ugh. It sounds when delicious. He, okay. When okay. he uh, offers to like warm up the baby food, <sighs> I got like really nervous in the sense of like, that is so sweet and like it's thoughtful. So and he's, yeah, going above and beyond. But like, you could potentially like overheat it and like burn the baby. And then like there's a lawsuit. I think it's, you know, fired. It just, you gotta be careful. But, but he didn't. He clearly knew the right temperature to warm this milk up to. And it shows his dedication to the the customers that he has coming in, which is so funny. Yeah. Because, you know, he, he's the devil. Like, he's poor as fuck, but he's he's having a good time. He is having such a good time. When he and, um, who is it? I, I mean, know his, no, no, I know his supernatural yeah. name, but Shiro. Um, <laughs> when he and Shiro were trying the, I don't even know what it was, like cucumbers and honey or whatever. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that, that does too. sound good. It sounds delicious. It doesn't sound good to me, but like. I, w- I probably would like it if I tried it. Just in concept, it doesn't sound great. Listen, at some point, everyone was like, Frosties and fries? What are you talking about? And now everyone does it. So, like, yeah. there's got to be cucumbers that first person. And honey. Cucumbers and honey. The devil's onto something here, PJ. Um, I also think this comes from, like, there's a lot of, um, like, spa treatments that involve both honey and cucumber. So, like, mm. we already kind of have, well, I can't speak for Lauren. I already have that, like, flavor profile. Sure. Yeah, no, they are definitely used in spas a lot. I love both of them independently, and I'm now very curious to try them both Ooh, together. Dude. So, yeah. Um, I'm also kind of... Just thinking about it reminds me of the time uh, one of our Filipino friends told us that they eat sweet condensed milk over avocado. So I've been like huh. thinking about that for like the last three years. You haven't tried I mean, it yet? It doesn't not make sense to me. Avocado is ultimately a like flavorless food. So you uh-huh. can add whatever you want to it. Yeah, um, it's I don't like think a, it's that flavorless, but whatever. it has. I think it has a flavor, but I don't think it's like full of flavor. It's not like a bell pepper, you it's know. It's more there for its consistency. It's there to be like a creamy, like addition to something. Yes, mm-hmm. and you know, avocados you can do so much with. But yeah, no, I agree yeah, that it it is okay. It is PJ doesn't more, like avocado. I know he doesn't, and I'm upset at him for it. I'm also upset at him for not liking olives, but you can't make it. Okay, well, that one just makes sense, okay? Avocado, I will eat if it's, like, on something. Like, I'm not gonna, like, send it back. I might pick it off and give it a Skylar if I can. If I can't, I'll eat it. It's not that big a deal. But, olives like, are olives are gross. Devil in a bad olives way. are amazing. You guys olives know. Olives are They're the not. devil in a not-silly-goofy kind of way. <laughs> that Finn Isakai. They're flavor vacuums. Anything they fucking touch is taints whatever food. One time I had a salad that I had to pull like olives off of. And um, so I did, and I was eating the salad, and it was all right. And then I was just like, oh, no, I think this salad is expired and has gone, like, sour. And I was like, oh, no, I just forgot one of the olives, and that's what I'm eating, and it's ruined my entire day now. Well, you know. Everyone can be wrong sometimes. So. Uh, yeah, you. <laughs> no, rules. no, olives are amazing. The ancient no, Greeks not. knew what was up. Olive oil, all of everything. Hello. Olive oil is great. Good. It's a good time. Olives, olives themselves, are so useful for a bunch the of devil. Stuff. This <laughs> that he's an olive. Did you just give me the 
<laughs> the whole like plot twist. Yeah, the he's spoiler. been in all of this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he's just an olive with little horns. <laughs> well, listen, I know I'm going straight to hell, so I'm gonna have a great <gasps> time. <laughs> I like that you say you're going straight to hell, as if you're like not the like most kindest, pure-hearted person in our group. <laughs> Okay. Lauren likes to think she's cool and tough. Cool and tough. I'm there the bad boy. There will be no sex before marriage. You have that going for you, too. There's just going to be no sex. <laughs> exactly. You could be a nun very easily. I could have been, too, except I'm not religious, but you know. <laughs> I would have had no problem with the celibacy thing. <laughs> uh, you're like, temptation. Never heard of her. Who? <laughs> <laughs> he's over there getting tempted by olives <laughs> oh they're so good they're like it's a vow of so celibacy wrong. chastity and no olives she's like no fucking deal <laughs> the olive is How just like you? doing like a strip dance for lauren <laughs> it's like pitting itself and putting like cream cheese in i'm not I that's a treat people eat right they put they do pit olives and put stuff in it i couldn't tell you what i, I don't think it's cream cheese but I think people. I think someone has all of this talk. All of this talk aside, <laughs> uh, um, you know what's there's okay. So obviously, um, yeah, the beginning is very like this intense action fantasy anime, and then it goes into this very comedic reverse isekai, right? Right. Something that I found very interesting is they have not been in this world for very long. How does Shiro know about Super Size Me? Um, maybe well, to... maybe it's just part of the culture. Like. Like I, I'm sure that uh, you know, working there, they're just like. You think Ugh. if you you think if you've been in Japan for like a week, you're the one of the cultural milestones you've picked up is super size me. Well, okay, no, no, no. Because if Maybe. you're working at a McRonald, yeah, from his training, I talk to you guys about work stuff all the time. Yeah, and you know, he was like telling Shiro about it, and Shiro's like, got it. That and then people, is what's staying with me. Yeah, people were like, uh, the manager that was showing the training videos were like, this really fucked up our business for like a long time, even though it's a hoax, kind of. No, it has, it's not a hoax. It has a lot of bad science behind it. No, but everything yeah. about it is basically a hoax. A, he actively chose the worst options he could pick at every point. He did not eat meat prior to it. And so, of course, it had even more adverse effects to his system. All in all, it was all pop science designed to be like, shocking. you know, shocking and like, you know, create like a stir. And that's what it did. That's what it did. Yeah. And so, you know, that they've got to talk about that because like, that's some evil shit. And you know that they were probably both very impressed with that. Yeah. Especially like, like damn. Uh, especially learning. They're trying to like soak up all of like, you know, human stuff. He's going to go home and be like, look at this fucking shit that happened. Guess what we have to do? We have to make a documentary with bad science. <laughs> they already got the cornerstone on it with Super Size Me. We got to get in on this now. This song is no longer weird science. It's bad science. <laughs> bad science. <laughs> no. Okay. So I... I love, obviously, you're going to get that cute little dynamic between uh, Mao and Emmy. I love yes. that she's, like, just ready to do, like, fucking Jets versus Sharks. Like, at any point. <laughs> just fucking always ready. Played, like, going to stab him. And he's like, that's, like, a super cheap-ass fucking knife and it's going to fall apart on you. And uh, I'm happy they were both arrested. I like that we do see consequences in this, like, anime. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, they can't also don't because ham. he's arrested twice, and both times the cop, both times the cops are like, "Oh, you kids, you touristy kids." I mean, they're just like, we understand you don't uh, get the culture. Also, the first time he they they did like Loki put them in trances. Um, like, they, they were them- they were they already had them in there and were being like, "Hey, re- like it's not that big a deal. We get it. You're tourists. You're being a little jumpy. Here, have some fucking katsudon. Can you imagine <laughs> if a cop gave you a whole bowl of katsudon? Okay, I would get so- arrested all the time. Yeah. Um. I mean, we don't know how the Japanese police is, except for like the stuff we do know, the darker stuff. What do they call it? Is it cats on doom or something? <laughs> Cats Doom? Yes. Isn't that what it's called? They're I like Katsudon. So. Cats Doom. Cats Doom. Oh my god, I forgot. Let's get Cats Doom. But <laughs> during that sec, I love how they're like, listen, I understand like cheating is no joke or just like domestic uh, fights, no joke. Yeah, crazy dating kids, but you can't go around stabbing your partners. Um, so I and love like- so mad. <laughs> I love how understanding they are. Yeah, Emmy was fucking pissed. I get it though. Yeah, that's her. That's her enemy. That's who I mean, she's been again, sworn to She's like, he's clearly like the big bad of her world. So right. it's not even. It's just like ah, this person I don't like. It's like the worst person on earth. Right. Yeah. Be like if a cop accused PJ of dating an olive. <laughs> Poor olives. They didn't I like, ask for I mean, this. I mean, if they accuse me of dating <laughs> olive oil from the Popeye franchise, that'd be fine. I don't necessarily find her attractive, but you gotta have something going on in, you know, something going on for all these men to be fighting over her. It's true. And one of those men's are the super hot. Olive oil is like the, the face that launched a thousand ships. <laughs> She's very bendy. She's very bendy. She's very thin. That's it. That's all she's really got going for. I guess she's nice. And bendy. Very bendy. You don't see a lot of Olive Oil's personality. She's just always getting saved. Yeah, we see a lot of screaming. A lot of screaming. A lot of hand flailing. The live action. That was Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall? Yes. Okay, cool. Not important. No, there was live action. (laughs) Wow. There was a live action with Robin Williams and (laughs) Shelley Duvall. That's really good casting. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. Have you ever been listening to the podcast and thought, God, I really wish they would cover a certain anime, my favorite anime, or an anime I think that they really would not like as much as they are liking these? Well, you're in luck. We have opened a recommendation form where you can recommend anime that we will be watching starting next year. Every other month will be a listener-recommended anime-only month, and we might even sprinkle some in on some of the other months. If there's an anime you'd like to recommend, go to our Twitter or Facebook to find the link to that form, or go to our Beacons page at beacons.ai slash kawaiidesupod to find the link to that submission form, as well as many other links that'll help you find us anywhere on the internet. If you're craving more quiet disappointment, you can get it by checking out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way, along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. 
With our reduced redo of My Next Life as a Villainess, All Routes Lead to Doom, our AI-generated special ai anime, or our monthly wrap-up, this month adds some fun content to the lineup, and we have even more slated for next month. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawaii Disappointment, or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout-out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone, though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patrons are $3 tier, Eliza L and Albany G. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we start a new month with a new theme. Stay tuned on social media to see what that will be. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, this show is so fucking funny. And I love, um, what's his name? His, his, his like, uh, general's name. Wow. How, do, how did both of you come into this forgetting his name? No, I knew, I knew his, his like fictional, not his fictional, his fantasy name. I knew he was LCL, but I forgot his human name, which is Shiro. Shiro. I love how much of a mom Shiro is. I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> I Every time he was on screen, I'm like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire goddamn <laughs> best life. Best character, best boy, best, best demon. Boy. Yeah, I, I guess Shiro could be the best character if Mikiti wasn't there. God, I, she is a character, and there's definitely something supernatural about her, I think. Like, oh, there's gotta be. She, she's a catch. She's a catch. She's a cat. She's a ten. She's a ten, but her apartments are shit. (laughs) She is like a landlord, and all landlords are shit. There you go. Landlords are shit. So she's a she's a ten, but she's a landlord. Yeah. (laughs) Oh god, that's my favorite TikTok trend. No, but like seriously, Shiro is the fucking best. I I adore him. He he really adapted, and he's the fiscally responsible one. I mean, they yes. both very much are, but he's the one that has like it all planned out in his head. Yes, and I loved it was such like a throwaway bit, but <laughs> I laughed so hard when he was like, you know, we we need to go grocery shopping. You can't just eat this junk food all the time. He's like, we only have this in the fridge. He looked. He's like, oh my god, we actually have a cucumber in the fridge. <laughs> He got so excited about having a cucumber he didn't know about. I think my favorite moment of his is when they're still speaking Altean mm. or Altean, whatever the Altaisla language is, which like is a language I think they made up for this. Okay. Uh, it, sounded, but it sounds German. It did sound very German. Maybe it's German inspired. Influence, definitely. There I mean, he go. is mega Hitler. So damn. Mm. Germany knows what they did too. So and I say that in all seriousness. They they very much own up to the fact that they started both world wars. So oof. Anyway. <laughs> when they were talking in that language. 
PJ had a point, right? Oh, yeah. Mao is going through and using all of his powers to get them set up in society in Japan, which mm -hmm. like was a clutch move because I have a lot of YouTubers I watch that have moved to Japan, and it's like a fucking process and I have to do any of that stuff um, as a non-Japanese citizen. So he really clutched it Good with those him. superpowers. But is, I love when he starts speaking in Japanese and, and LCL's like, oh my God, you know Japanese? He understood you? <laughs> and, they and they're both just there yelling. They're just like, he's just like, and in, in Altan, he's like, yes, language acquisition is merely the easiest thing for me. <laughs> I just getting so hyped that he learned any Japanese. And by the time they're fully moved into the apartment, which has to be like three days later, fully oh, yeah. fluent. Both of them. Both of them. Completely fluent. And able to read and write because Alciel goes to the library. In, in Japanese, which is not an easy language to learn. No, no. it is not. Ugh. Both of these boys just like hyping each other up was just such a vibe. <laughs> oh my god! What do you think is more difficult, Japanese or American English? Japanese. Oh, I've heard English is actually the hardest language to learn. That's what I thought. PJ was like, I learned it so fast. Well, PJ's I was really five. smart. Yeah, you were a child. You were in that area where you could soak up that kind of stuff, and exactly. It yeah, but I've heard that American, I guess British too, just English is like one of the hardest languages to learn. I think what makes English hard to learn is that there's too much nuance to it. Yes, and the pronunciation and like the fact that you just add one letter and it don't get me started but that's, on two, but two, that's and two also and like that also feels through. like a misnomer because so many languages including like chinese and some of japanese are are like enunciation based like if you put a different like emphasis on a different letter that uh, on a different letter while speaking that changes the entire meaning of a word so mm -hmm. like i don't think that's just an english problem mm -hmm. that's true but i've heard it's like chinese and english are t like the two hardest languages to learn. Right. Mandarin. Uh, or yes, or, tra or traditional. Yeah, because they have several different versions or different um, variations. <laughs> Overall, this anime is so fucking funny, and I had such a good time. I really did, too. I think it was... What did you so think about uh, the reverse isekai of it all? I liked it. I thought it was really cool how it came about. It was very organic to the story. And I love seeing these supernatural beings trying to figure out how to live in our world. Because, like, honestly, same. Yeah. Because, like, in a, a traditional isekai, uh, you know, we're learning about the world the same as them. And, like, so when we have something like this, it's very, like, hoo, 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 we're in the know. Ha, <laughs> How the turntables have turned. Yes. I thought it was how the turntables have uh, tabled. <laughs> how the turntables have tabled. How the turns have tabled. God, get it together, you guys. <laughs> and you don't even like The Office. Wow. Skylar doesn't either. I know she doesn't. But Neither you're the one who got the quote right. Neither of us do this. Is an, this was an Office reference, and both of us feel violated. <laughs> it's an Office reference. It's a Michael Scottism. <laughs> I like... I think we've already talked about it. I like super cuts of The Office. But not like the full episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. like the the culmination where they get all the funny moments over like eight seasons and it all together adds to like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. That's about as good as that show gets is 12 minutes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. Poor Steve Carell. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, again, this anime is a lot of fun. Watching it back when it first came out, it was it was like a fun anime. 
um that you know i I just kind of blazed through when it first uh like right when it first came on netflix which had to have been like 2014 2015 um and i i had a super good time watching it it was very funny it's honestly um i made this joke to skylar but this is also basically like coming to america oh is it have you seen coming to america no. Oh my Lauren. god, Lauren. Lauren. It's so good. There there even is a McDonald's reference in so it. So Be- Coming to America is is a Eddie Murphy movie and he is the prince of Zamunda and he comes to America with his, you know, his best friend, his second in command, who's played by um Arsenio, who's played by Arsenio Hall, and they come to America because he wants to find a wife, essentially, um, and just also live like a life where he's not the prince for a while. And he okay. and he gets a. They live in this shitty apartment. He gets a job at a at a Whack Arnold's, or I forget what exactly it's called, but it is it is an actual McDonald's knockoff. Like I think it's like a MacArthur or something. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Um, Whack Arnold's, I think, is Boondocks, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, and it's a le- it's a legit um, M- McDonald's knockoff. Like it's not a like, oh, ha ha, we're playing into it. It's like they know they're ripping off McDonald's and capitalizing on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you know, he works there. He tries very hard to do a good job. Um, you know, he he develops a love interest. His father is played by James Earl Jones, uh, and his mother's played. Uh, I forget her name, but she's the voice of Sarabi. From the Lion King, so they're Mufasa literally and Sarabi, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's super funny. It is probably one of my favorite Eddie Murphy movies. It, um, it is again, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. In that, like, in that same, like, you know, all powerful person who comes to um, a fish more modern place, fish out of water story, where they have to live in a shitty apartment with their second in command, who is like, "Why are we doing this? Why can't we just live our our rich life?" Um. And has to kind of be the financial person for them. And they get a job as a model employee at a fast food McDonald's. Very similar in that regard. That's so funny. Well, now I have to watch it. I was going to say, Lauren, please watch it. It's literally so fucking funny. Is that going to be a bonus question at the end of this episode? (laughs) Would you watch uh, Coming to to America? America. (laughs) Um, Everyone should. It's a highly recommended movie for me. But that said, um, again, it was was such a fun time. The plot is super unique, super funny, super interesting. It really was the progenitor of the reverse isekai. There are a dime a dozen these days um, in the light novel genre, but... This was like one of the first big ones where it was like, oh, they're coming to our world in terms of like the isekai isekai genre. Um, mm. And yeah, it, it left a big impact. It was very well missed once it was over. People were sad. This was like, it was a meme. Like, you know, there will never be a season two of The Devil as a Part-Timer. And then when it finally got announced, people just were shocked. I was shocked. I didn't think it would ever happen. I When I was pulling up the videos to like revisit the opening in the ED, the top comment on the opening video is like, who else? is here uh sad that there will never be a season two of this from like t- two years ago you know oh well you guys uh, you got we you got know. it it's here <laughs> so yeah the season two finally came it's almost uh over probably over by the time this episode drops so you could uh binge through it if you haven't seen it uh but with that said uh speaking of that opening the ed let's talk about the music of the devil is a part-timer Woo-hoo. 
So uh, the general music direction and uh, score and, and OST for this anime is done by Ryosuke Nakanishi. Uh, and, you know, I think they do a good job. Ultimately, like, it's it's very uh, understated. I, I wouldn't say the music is super pivotal to this show in terms of, like, it's not, like that dire storytelling like it's not super important to the storytelling or anything that's happening outside of like the intense moments the when it does scenes. get into those intense moments or even just like when the sniper attack is happening oh yeah right yeah. they're good at those welling moments but otherwise like it's very like do music you know yeah very cute i love mm-hmm. it uh, but as, as much as that is just do do music it's good to it's still like impressive that they can keep that tonal shift very consistent yeah uh, and absolutely. ultimately yeah i think nakanishi does a very good job with this agreed yeah i fully agree yeah but uh obviously outside of our general ost we have our op and our ed so our op is zero by minami kurabayashi Lauren, what did you think of that OP? I really liked it. It's very upbeat, very fun. The visuals and the song paired well together. And it really felt like big and sweeping and epic, which I really liked because it's, you know, it's about the devil who comes to live in our world. So I liked that parallel. I think this OP is good but ultimately like just okay um i it is an easy skip for me every time and also i just a weird critique it starts in a way that almost feels like it's like the middle of the song like it doesn't start like the start of a song uh yeah i'll have to re-listen to it <laughs> don't worry i didn't you'll think be about able that. to oh thank um, you no i okay the very beginning of this song uh reminded me of seeing my pleasure from uh vivi mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. i got like super hyped and honestly this is very generic anime op for me i i thought it was like it was good it was you know but it's not something i would put a put on my playlist you know what i mean sure sure i can understand that and if you like told me to like identify this song uh like you know maybe a month from now it would be a little bit of a challenge i think it would be a challenge for me if you did like one of those like first you know first second of a song and you have to guess it because because i listened to that first five seconds so much before skipping the rest of it mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah that's the end there again it's not bad it's good if it's like a, a op you like that's fine it's just okay to me um, same all right our outro is gecka which translates to moonflower by nanoripe
Lauren, what did you think of that outro? This was the opposite in terms of vibes, but I liked that because it has the duality of like the first big, more orchestral intro and then the much more relaxed, laid back outro I thought was a really nice pairing together. The song itself was okay for me. This one was okay for me. I liked the intro more personally, but it was still cute. So I truly did not actually hear, like the first time I saw the credits, did not hear what was going on because I was so distracted by the feet. Oh, hey, Skylar, the feet don't start until episode three. Oh, what the fuck? (laughs) Never mind. So, okay. I knew you were going to do this because uh, I know you so well. So I already had this prepared. <laughs> so Lauren, um, yeah. obviously in episode one, you get the ED. You don't actually really get it in episode two because you finally get the OP Super in episode much. two. Yeah. Um, but the first time you hear the ED, it's kind of just set to like stuff from the anime. Right. Every time you hear this ED afterwards, it's like this tracking shot up up a picture um, and it starts... And it's a slow tracking shot, and it starts with like it's it's Chi it's Chio running yeah. to the beach like in a bikini um, from behind, and so it starts with like her bare feet for like a long time <laughs> as it's tracking up them to the rest of her body. Oh, but um, like... but every time this ED comes out, I'm always like, damn, this dude had a foot fetish. Um, except for like in episode like five, randomly like it starts this. It's the same ED visual, but it starts right after the feet. Yeah, like at the back. And then in episode six, there's a completely different ED. But then episode seven, it goes back to the normal ED. It, it's weird. It's weird. What but wild Skylar, time. the feet Lord would not have known about. Okay. Well, damn. Now she does. Well, now I do. Yeah, but you were distracted <laughs> by the feet. So, um, But once I wasn't looking at the feet, I, I thought it was a cute, like, like vibey kind of song. Like, yeah, it, this, it did feel very, like, kind of summer, like, part-time job, you know. Um, Obviously, this is not what I picked because I went with, like, an actual answer. But oh. the first, like, four guitar pulls, like, the do-do-do-do, always makes me think, like, Sweater Song by Weezer is about to start. Right. And I, oh. I did that one thing that I fucking do to PJ all the time where he tells me something and then like enough time has passed and then I repeat the thing he said to me because he's influenced me and he's like, that's where I got it from. Oh, that's where I learned it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I agree. It's like an okay song. It's nothing to write home about, but it's it's nice. It's there. That's well... You know, is season two better musically for you two? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. The anime is uh, so this good. This anime is great. It doesn't have great music, but it has good music. Like it doesn't it need to have great, great music. Score. Yeah, but um, that said, um, whether we loved it, liked it, hated it, or somewhere in the middle, these were still the OP and ED that we have. And let's talk just a little bit more about them as we move to our segment. What modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Zero? I'm not at all confident <laughs> about my choice this week. It was very hard for me to find someone that I thought checked all the boxes, but I ended up with Sophie Ellis Bexter, her song Murder on the Dance Floor, specifically... I'm surprised you would go with an orchestral version of something, considering how, like, Like, techno-y this song is. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's a I think it's a good choice. I think the orchestralness of it is the weakest part of it. Right. Sure. I mean, okay. but maybe like maybe her vocals just sound a little bit. Di- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this one sounded more similar to me, but that's just me. Anyway, um, who did you guys pick? <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Lauren. I don't think it's no, bad. No, I we'll just move on. It's all right. No, no, we'll move on. I do like the song, and low key, I'd rather see listen to the song than the Oki. But <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> um, I'll go next because I, 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 I didn't phone in my choice, but it feels like I phoned in my choice. I, I get it, and I feel like I, phone, I again, I didn't phone in my Opie or ED, but it feels in my heart like I did. Um, so I'm gonna go middle for both. Um, so for my out for my OP, God, I hate saying it because it feels feels so cheap. I went with uh, every time we touched by Cascada. I still feel your touch in my dream. Forgive me, my weakness. I'm kind of interested. I like it. I think PJ, it's a great choice. I literally almost went with Bad Boys by Cascada. Or Bad Boy. <laughs> see, I looked at all Cascada songs to see if there was a better choice than Every Time We Touch. I do think Every Time We Touch was the best Cascada choice. Yeah. There, well, okay. So on this album, she has a song that sounds exactly like this song. And I was like, how is this legal? How is this legal? Um, no, PJ, uh, because I also almost went with that, but I kind of like felt also insecure. I do feel like I should have probably gone with this with your answer, but I was just like, it's, it does feel like I'm phoning it in, but I, I do think it is the right answer, PJ. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the same, you know, sometimes those, those big songs are it. Mm -hmm. I know. And it always feels like, ugh. So I... Yeah. Okay. Well, what'd you go with, Skylar? I kind of, I stayed in the same kind of DDR, you know, like DJ Europop kind of vibe. I went with a song called High on Life by DJ Encore. I went for like more of a voice match. Mm. I think it's a great vocal match. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good voice approximation, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is too. I think it's a good time. <laughs> I think I think technically, Thanks. like the techno of it, it's it's way faster. Yeah, it's a little too technical. Uh, um, no, but if you went with like like the pacing of not necessarily even just the exact techno, but the pacing of every time we touch on high on life, it'd be a it'd be a very it'd be a very good match. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, also, Technico is uh, just like DDR Mexico. All right, so moving on to our ED. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so moving on to our ED. Uh, Lord, who did you pick for Gekka? This one was also tough for me. Not as bad as the intro, but I'm still not super confident. This whole week was just not a good confident time for me but i think she has the vocal range that this artist does i ended up going with ingrid michaelson girls chase boys I think it's pretty good for a vocal. Obviously, uh, like, I think, you know, the song goes a little, like, I think, you know, there's a lot, a lot more rasp to the voice. Oh, yes, yes, the absolutely. ED. But yes. I think, like, range-wise, Ingrid Michaelson is a good choice. Thank right. you. Um, and old, Skylar, do you have anything to add? Um, I was going to say, like, yeah, it, I feel like it, I mean, there's nothing you could do about it, right? 
um, the song goes like a little bit faster. I feel like she does have like a little bit slower songs, but vibe wise, I think it matches a little bit more. Yeah, that's why I went with this one. I thought it was the quote unquote closest. <laughs> For mine, again, I felt like I phoned it in just because it felt like a very obvious answer. I have a feeling we went with the same thing. Um, and ultimately, I have like some some thoughts, right? So I think vocally, um, it's very Macy Gray. You know, we're give, it's giving Macy mm-hmm. Gray. Very much um, so. But I couldn't find a vocal match with this music sound. But ultimately, I went with a song that I think everything but the vocals is like a perfect match. Uh, Ooh, and I ended, up, I ended up going with I Don't Want to Wait by Paula Cole, a.k.a. the Dawson's Creek opening. Yeah, I hear it. The, the song sounded really kind of country to me too. Like it, it's it has a lot of like good blends to it, and I think this is a fantastic uh, choice, PJ. I do think you won. I this, do too. Uh, this round, I think so too. Uh, because like I had spent so much time. Okay, so for the song, it sounded like really country, but it also reminded me a lot of uh, Paula Cole. Um, and I always start with Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> And I just keep going down that hole. So this was definitely uh, a song that I had also considered. Um, but I ended up kind of phoning it in. And I went with um, I Try by Macy Gray. I, I remember Macy Gray. Her vocals match this perfectly. As I said at the beginning of mine, the vocals are giving Macy Gray. I completely Very much agree. So. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Phenomenal I choice. I think. Choice. I think if yeah. we go with like Ingrid Michaelson's energy in her song with Macy Gray's vocals and Paula Cole's like instrumentation, we have this ED on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> uh, so you know what? I'll say that we had great answers because ultimately we kind of did. Um, Our music choices were polycule. Yeah, hairs are oh out, polycules are in. <laughs> uh, gosh. But yeah, with that said, uh, great choices all around. And that is the end of our music segment. So now it's time that we take a quick break and watch some additional clips, some additional context, and see if Lauren will continue to watch The Devil's a Part-Timer and get her closing thoughts. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We have Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional devils, some additional restaurants, some additional magical antics and non-magical antics. And throughout all of it, the humor of the show remains. But obviously, different things blossom, change, new characters come, different characters go. And the series continues to evolve over its 13-episode run in its first season. And we did not show really anything for season two. But within <laughs> that, uh, obviously, you got to see a lot of what you liked about episode one and two and some of that change. So I'm curious, regardless of all of that, Lauren, would you keep watching The Devil is a Part-Timer? I liked this concept from the start and getting to see how the characters evolve and grow in this world is something that I was very much looking forward to. And I mean, Alciel is always going to be best boy. He's absolutely my my favorite. He was from the beginning. Oh, yeah. He's so fucking funny. He's so funny. Yeah, um, I love Alciel. I mean, I love all the characters, but Alciel is probably the funniest one to watch. 
I love a character with, stum- with tummy issues. <laughs> Hashtag can relate, Skylar. <laughs> <laughs> so with minus is being very loud. But anyway, um, with all of that, uh, yes, I would continue watching The Devil is a Part-Timer. You absolutely love to see it. A kawaii success in the book. Obviously, Skylar and I have already watched this, so obviously we are very much on board for it. So with that a kawaii success, it's time to answer an even more important question. Lauren, would you recommend The Devil is a Part-Timer to someone looking to start their anime journey? You know, I actually would. I think this is a really good starter. Absolutely. This was so funny and so great. You uh, you get to explain the isekai trope, which is so common, and um, it's just a good time. It's so funny. I love it. Yeah, I completely agreed. It's a very great. Uh, you know, it's not. It's nothing too big. Like you're not. It's not going to be someone's like favorite anime, which I think is always a good thing for someone's first because they then they aren't like constantly at a comparison point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very good anime, a very great story concept, and people would have general fun with it. So yeah, I think with that, our official quite disappointment recommendation for this anime is a yes, it would be a great starter anime. Yes, it is a kawaii success and. And it seems like there's only one question left to ask. Because it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? Alright, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for The Devil is a Part-Timer. I know a couple of songs with Devil in the title, and I didn't think... Elvis Presley was going to be an artist that people would uh, probably make AMVs to. So I went for one of my secondary choices, which was Dance with the Devil by Breaking Benjamin. Ooh. <laughs> Not me immediately singing Running with the Devil in my head. I was like, yes, <laughs> that Breaking Benjamin song. I think it's interesting to go with a devil motif because ultimately, while He's this is obviously very... an anime about the devil, it's not a very dark right. anime. And most any devil song is. So it just feels like a weird choice. But I don't Except know. Except for was, running with the devil. It was right there. It was right there. It was in the title. I don't know. As much as I don't necessarily agree with the logic, at least one person does because there's one singular AMV to Dance with the Devil by Breaking Benjamin. The devil's a part timer. Yeah. Giving you your three points. Ha <laughs> 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 I'm vindicated. <laughs> I, that laugh you just did was perfect. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know what it was. And with that said, Lauren, Mm. dear friend and fellow podcast host, it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus round. Do you think there will be an AMV to the devil is a part-timer to Evanescence? Bring me to life. Ugh, God. This is going to be where I fail. This is going to be my my Evanescence is going to be off because the devil's messing with it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think it's... You're going to say no? I think it's too... You think that Breaking Benjamin has a song, but not Evanescence? Yes, because clearly Breaking Benjamin did. I don't think Evanescence does. All right, Lauren. Uh, You know, you're not very confident in this. And honestly, I'm not surprised, right? This is the episode where you weren't confident in your OP, your ED. So maybe this was just finally the episode where Devil is a Part-Timer is the, the straw that broke 
the camel's back for you. Sure, yeah, that poor camel. That poor, that poor camel. <laughs> so, you know, I'm curious if to see if your Evanescence finally fails. It has gone undefeated for so long. Ever I since we know. named your Evanescence. I it know. It has gone undefeated. Ugh, and this was the time it finally the got defeated because there are no AMVs. No, because <laughs> there is an AMV. Okay, I was going to say, bring me what to are life you talking about? For The Devil is a Part-Timer. Unfortunately, uh, well. the undefeated Evanescence was defeated. Defeated. Well, wah, if it was going to go out to any anime, it's. I'm happy that it was this one. Yeah, could you imagine if it was an anime you disliked? Like Death Note? Death you Note? You dislike Death Note. I did not dislike Death Note. I'm just scared of Ryuk. There's a difference. Oh. All right. Well, regardless of the final defeat of the Evanescence, that's still three points in the book, a kawaii success in the book, and the kawaii disappointment recommendation that you do introduce this as people's first anime. With that, Lauren, thank you as always for going on this reverse journey with us through a new anime. Yeah, thanks for showing me that the devil works at McDonald's. Well, they don't. They work at McDonald's. So when wow. I go to McDonald's, he's going to be there. Someone wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of whether they work at McDonald's or McRonald's, I'm glad you had a good time with it. But more importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time with it. Hope they had a good time, a fun time, a can I get a side of fries with that eternal damnation time. <laughs> Oof. A fiscally responsible time. And a work to maybe someday become a full-timer time. But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And you know what? Uh, Treat your fast food employees with respect, because you never know which one of them might be the devil. The devil in disguise. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 